All right, welcome in everybody. This is episode two of Real Talk by the Platform. The title of today's episode is God Shows Up. Super excited for this, it's growing already. Of course, if you want to appear on the podcast and share your story, just get in contact with us. And we're going to go ahead and bring our guest <coughs> our guest in real quick. Say hello. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. It's been a busy day. <laughs> Same here, I understand. <laughs> okay, first question, and this is very, very important. Favorite childhood TV show? Most important question you'll be asked. I know, this is, this is pretty, like... <laughs> Gosh, I don't even know. I personally, I love Phineas and Ferb. Okay. I have the entire intro memorized. Okay. Okay. So does everyone. No, okay. <laughs> it's fine. Just choose the non-controversial one. Okay. Hey, it's a classic. <laughs> Describe the area you grew up in as you remember it. Um, it's a bigger town in West Texas. You know, um, not as big as you know some parts. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's pretty quiet for the most part. Mm -hmm. Comfortable living is how I would describe it. You know, okay. easy just to go about your day. It's, just, it's comfortable. Okay, cool. Well, I, of course, I'm going to toss it over to you now. You now have the platform. Share your story with us. I have told my story a many, many a time. Either it's talking to friends I've known for a while or like my roommate now you know you kind of like spend that time getting to know each other and really like mm -hmm. get down into the nitty-gritty um so you're currently a student in college correct yes I go okay. to um I go to a college in Texas yes sweet um I've told my story to two different therapists you know so it's it's something I'm comfortable with and so I'm just excited to get into it. So one reason I want to share my story is because when people see me, they see, you know, happy, fun loving, mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm a really chill person for the most part. And when I tell little tidbits of my story, they're like, Wow, are you serious? Like mm -hmm. that's something you hear about in movies and, you know, I feel like everyone has their Netflix moments, but, you know, some more than others. Mm -hmm. so Netflix moments that's a good way to put it yeah, yeah. I mean sadly there have been a lot mm -hmm. but um so I guess it started um one winter I was really young my mom slipped on the ice one night coming out of my grandparents house and that's kind of what set the ball rolling for me she was in the hospital for a while she ended up with a slip disc in her neck messed mm -hmm. up shoulder you know and it it was an unbearable pain for her. I want to say I was like six, seven years old mm -hmm. when this started. Um, we had just moved to way uh, the town we had just moved to um, after my first birthday. So I had, I had been in town for only a couple years. Um, and so after that, you know, she was on medication for the pain and, mm -hmm. you know, some years went by and it just wasn't enough. So, sadly, you know, people get depressed. And so she started to slip into a really bad depression um, to the point where the pain became too much. Mm -hmm. So my mom, and I don't remember this story personally. This story was told to me years ago. I think I found out in about like seventh grade that okay. my mom had attempted suicide mm -hmm. with us in the house. 
she when she realized she started to get faint and wasn't feeling well um she called my dad while he was at work and said you know babe I just took a bunch of pills um I don't feel good you know I don't know what to do I don't know what I was thinking and so he called 911 and you know it's not I funny enough I only remember the lights from that night Mm -hmm. I remember seeing the lights and um From what I've been told, she spent three days in the ICU. She had to be intubated, um, you know, and that hurt my dad. Mm. He saw her differently that night and couldn't really get over the fact that that she had tried to do that with us in the house, Mm. you know. And at this time, did you and your family have a relationship with God in church? Um, I... From a young age, we never really had a relationship with the church. Mm-hmm. Um, later in life, you know, it was we would be told Saturday night, like, hey, we're getting up early to go to church in the morning. And that's usually just kind of when they were fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to three different churches in my life, and now I've finally found my home church. Mm-hmm. Thank God. But um, from a young age, I didn't really have a relationship with Christ. I developed a really bad misunderstanding of who he was what christianity Mm -hmm. stood for and so like no one in my family really turned to god when things got rough um but she spent three days in the icu was intubated um and once she got out my dad it got really dark for him his life (sighs) took a turn not for the better but not for the worse either Mm -hmm. he cheated on my mom he hid it for years you know like we had no idea um because you know just something like that it it tears a couple apart Mm. you know she couldn't work because of how bad the pain was in her shoulder she began to get really depressed you know so eventually um she either left to go stay with a friend or my dad had kicked her out i can't really remember the whole story but she left for like a couple months, mm-hmm. you know. And, and how old were you? I was, God, I want to say like seven years old. Okay. You know, this was like elementary school. I was mm-hmm. in second grade. Okay. I can know that for sure. I was in second grade when this happened. Um, but while she was gone, you know, like that's real confusing for two little kids. Because I have a younger brother who's mm-hmm. two and a half years younger than me. And so he would have been like, what, like six years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, like we ask our dad, you know, like, when's when's mommy coming back? You know, where's mommy when she coming back? And he'd be, you know, he'd say, well, she's still not feeling good. So she's staying with a friend right now. But um, fast forward one day, I'm we're being picked up from school and I'm told, oh, we have a surprise for you guys, my dad. And we drive. I have have no idea what part of town we were in. It's, like, so foggy, but I just remember we picked up my mom that night. Mm -hmm. You know, she walked out of this building with a suitcase, and, you know, at least, you know, I had my mom back. Mm -hmm. And things were okay for a while, you know. uh, We were still kind of, excuse me, um, my dad, I guess, is still trying to recover from that. And um, she's just trying to resume life as normal you know she tried working for a couple years um my dad you know was still holding the same job um but eventually we ended up moving we moved into a house my fourth grade year of school Mm -hmm. and 
that's when everything started to get shaky. Okay. My parents' marriage was not healthy. Mm-hmm. At and you all. noticed that as a kid? Oh, yes. Okay. I've I've always been super empathetic. Mm-hmm. So I can I can feel things, pick up on things. I'm very I'm very observant. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm even even that young. Yeah, even okay. even that young. Um, well, I mean, it's kind of hard not to notice when, you know, like they're fighting mm-hmm. in the middle of the day or, you know, like my mom would just like lock herself in her bedroom all day. Mm-hmm. Or if she wasn't in her bedroom, she was stress cleaning. She was an absolute clean freak. Cause that's like the only thing she could control. And, you know, like people would make jokes about like waking up Saturday morning to your mom's playlist. And, you know, that means it's cleaning day. But for me, like that was the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but things started to get really shaky. My mom just was slipping into drugs. You know, at one point she was smoking like three packs of cigarettes a day, mm-hmm. you know, and that alone can do things to you. But um, she just, she wasn't really happy anymore. She was making really toxic friends, you know, and that was bringing a lot of pain into our lives and into our house. It was causing stress and, you know, these friends were going behind her back and using her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that doesn't help someone's mental health. <laughs> right. Um, we were in that house for, I want to say, a couple years. You know, we moved right after my 13th birthday. Mm-hmm. And so my freshman year, we moved into the house um, we were at and... Um, oh wait, no, I lied. Middle school was when we were in that new house Mm -hmm. because seventh grade, I guess would say the climb would be the climax of this story. Seventh grade, the the fights were getting worse and the yelling was ridiculous. You know, I, I knew my mom was a drug addict. I confronted her about it one Mm -hmm. night. Um, but I came home from school one night in seventh grade and my dad had pulled my mom outside. And this was when he had disclosed to her that he had cheated on her mm-hmm. years ago, you know, and went behind her back and, you know, broke, you know, m- their marriage. Right. And it we stayed at my grandparents' house for a week in the middle of October. Um, I had to go through Halloween out of my house while at the same time my best friend of a couple years like our moms had gotten really close they were living in our house mm-hmm. like they were sleeping in our living room and um my dad told her because of course you know she's kicking and screaming and get out of my house i don't want to see you and he right. goes like if you kick me out i'm taking the kids with me because mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not gonna let them see this and go through this i didn't really understand what was going on um me and my dad and my brother drove to my grandparents' house that night and it was just quiet mm-hmm. in the car. You know, it's that like you don't really know what to say, you don't really know how to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um what um coping methods had you developed at that time? None really. Yeah. I didn't really know anything about mental health or mm-hmm. what I exactly I was supposed to be coping with, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I love my mom. And I still do, but at this point, I only love her because she is my mom. Right. Um, and you understood that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand it now. Right. It took a long time to get to that point. 
um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, when you find out your mom's getting sicker and sicker and sicker and making these really bad decisions, you know, it's, it's hard to like realize that someone's not good for you, Mm -hmm. like in your life. Um, as far as like one coping mechanism, I would say is I really got into writing. Mm -hmm. I, I wrote, that's, that's how I express myself because, you know, I had the mom that was like, I'll give you something to cry about. Right. (laughs) So, you know, I, I would sit in my room and I would just have notebooks and just like write till my hand would cramp, you know, it'd Mm -hmm. be like two in the morning. (sighs) You put on like your depressing playlist and you're like, oh man, I don't have anybody to talk to. (laughs) Right. Um, but we stayed at my grandparents' house and it, it was just, it's so confusing to watch your parents like start to hate each other, Mm -hmm. you know? And when we had come back, um, like my dad slept on the couch for like a year and a half mm-hmm. and it, it wrecked his back, you know, having to, and it, it wasn't exactly the best couch either. Like this thing was run through, it was old mm-hmm. and sleeping there, having to get up at five thirty for work in the morning, you know, and just everything's falling apart around you. You know, I can't imagine what that was like for him, mm-hmm. but seventh grade, you know, like I spent a lot of the year just in shock because you know like my whole life was falling apart around me I didn't know how to handle it didn't really have anybody to talk to like I would talk to my friends about it but they're like oh my parents have been divorced for years you know there's nothing really I can say not a lot of sympathy from middle schoolers no not at all (laughs) sad reality but middle schoolers just Mm -hmm. they are awful people (laughs) (laughs) but um I remember one night specifically um my parents were fighting over something stupid she my mom had become very paranoid Mm -hmm. very paranoid of everything and i mean that was the drugs and you know finding out your husband cheated on you years later he would she would accuse him for crazy things crazy Mm -hmm. things he had to give up his whole life he deleted facebook he never spoke to anyone he knew like he did not have any friends anyone it was work and home and taking us to school that was it Mm -hmm. um but this night you know he had come home from work and the screaming had started you know she was accusing him of something else she would throw his phone she would throw things around the house and um we were me and my brother were in the living room just like watching tv and we could hear it so i turned the tv up and so my brother like doesn't really have to pay attention to it mm-hmm. did you feel any responsibility towards your brother oh absolutely these times? okay i i sadly was like really at the forefront of it all mm-hmm. from a really young age like my mom didn't sugarcoat anything with me right she would like tell me like what a terrible person my father was and how he's the one tearing the family apart when you know none of that was true mm-hmm. and i knew it wasn't true but eventually you know like you don't know who to believe mm-hmm and I, d- I just didn't want my brother to see that. Right. My mom targeted me for what reason? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, my brother lived a happy childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, like he still didn't have it easy. He right. had his own troubles, you know. But I just, in those moments, I'd, I had to just step up and be the older sister. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I turned the TV up and I'm like, just just watch the TV. It's fine. Um, But the screaming got louder and you know you can hear mom crying from the room 
And so she throws the door open and she comes barreling in and she's, you know, breathing real heavily and she doesn't really know what to do. And she's like looking around. And so she looks at this ceramic vase that we have on the table and she picks it up and she just throws it into the kitchen. Mm. And this thing shatters. Like when ceramic breaks, it doesn't just like fall apart. It shatters everywhere. It covered our kitchen floor. And of course, like we jump and like I scream because it scared me. Mm-hmm. And my mom doesn't really know what to do. She's just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. You know, like it. she's apologized to me my whole life, but they've never been real apologies. Right. Um, but, you know, like we go into our rooms because, you know, we didn't know exactly what was going to happen next. Like I like n- my parents never put their hands on me. Mm. I was never like physically abused, but it was like the emotional toll that it takes on you, the emotional right. abuse, the mental abuse, you know, at a young age. And we were both in our rooms. I was in mine, just kind of like sitting there, like trying to tune it out. And after every fight, they would have, my dad would come into my room and he'll just like look me in the eyes and he, he says like, you know, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And those were real apologies? Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those were always real apologies. Mm. You know, my dad, he, he was like the only reason I was able to get through it. Mm -hmm. But in the middle of him trying to console me and like trying to make me feel better, she goes up on a ride again and she comes into my room screaming and pushing him and, you know, he, you know, he can't fight back. Right. Um, so he just kind of has to sit there and take it. And, like, he's, like, trying to look at her and be, like, seriously, like, in front of her, like, what are you doing? Can we not do this? Like, not in front of, you know, her. And I, I'm i bawling at mm-hmm. this point, you know, because you're seeing your mom push your dad around. And, um, like, my mom had pushed my dad into my door and it almost knocked down, like, one of my filing cabinets. And I, like, I'm on the floor, like, just crying. Mm-hmm. And they take it out of the room. I can hear my brother bawling in his living room, in his room. It's the first time I'd ever he- heard him start to say, like, Mommy, Daddy, like, please stop. Like, just stop fighting. Please stop. And he's like, <sighs> I want to say he's in sixth. He, this was, like, eighth grade at this point. Mm-hmm. And so he's in sixth grade, you know, two and a half years younger than me. You know, like, no little kid should be going through this. Right. And I remember that night, like, I got down on my knees. <laughs> And, like, hands clasped, like, eyes looking up. I was like, God, Mm. please, like, just make it stop. You know, Mm. like, why do my parents have to hate each other? Like, why can't you make them happy? And, you know, nothing happened. Mm. (laughs) You know, so that's when I started to just, you know, like, I just didn't believe for a long time. I just, I kind of gave up on Christianity and believing that there was a God and that he was here for us and that he loved us. And, you know, he would have our backs and, you know, like you hear about God's plan. And like, I asked him, I was like, why is this my plan? Mm -hmm. Like, why, why is this the life I was given? Um, but it was pretty off and on for a couple years after that. Um, my freshman year, like I would come to school exhausted, you know, my parents were fighting again last night, you know, that was, for days for weeks Mm -hmm. (sighs) um they were trying to act happier you know like they were trying to seem like they had it all together and you know like when my friends would come over my mom was fine 
mm-hmm. it was like nothing had ever happened. Was your mother still using any substances? Oh yeah, she. The week that we had been kicked out of my house, um, I, I we were on the phone with her later, like tr- like saying goodnight and stuff, and but I'd pull my dad aside and I was like, I know mom's a drug addict, because mm-hmm. like I saw like her stuff in her room one time. It like it was weed at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw like her stuff and like I feel like you just know at that point because I'd never been around it. She'd never done it in front of us, but you know like unlimited media, like you just kind of know what that stuff looks like. Right. And he just like kind of looked down at me inside and he was like, "I'm so sorry." But um, at this point, you know, she was still like doing drugs and she would like disappear out of the house for like a couple of days and then come back like four in the morning. Um, like we didn't know what was going on. <sighs> like it, it got to the point where like my cat would come out of her bedroom smelling like weed mm-hmm. and like I could s- like smell it throughout the house and it's, it's just not something you want to come home to. Mm-hmm. Like there was, there was a dark energy in our house for a long time. Yeah. You could, you could feel it. You could. And it, it, it took a toll on me. Mm-hmm. I just kind of gave up in school. I was just like, <laughs> like, not really like just because I didn't care, but I just didn't have any energy. Um, but high school, my sophomore year, <sighs> my dad finally kicks her out of the house. Mm-hmm. So she's booted to the curb, except we find out she has a boyfriend. She's been seeing this guy for a while. And, you know, my parents had already split, but they weren't divorced. Mm -hmm. They had, like, physically made it known that we are no longer in a loving marriage. Mm -hmm. And she had been out of the house for a couple days. And it was just me and my dad, or me, my dad, and my brother. And it was like the clouds started to part a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, for the next two years, I would have legal visitation with my mom um every other weekend and her her uh boyfriend eventually would become her husband mm-hmm. my legal stepdad i i never considered him that though he wasn't a bad guy but you know like you just you can't just like look a guy in the face when right. you know like it was just and was i assume him being attached to your mother made yeah, it no, difficult. I, I couldn't do it she picked it up she picked us up from the house one day like our first visitation before the divorce was finalized because my dad kind of wanted us to get into the groove of things. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just like, y'all are going to meet my boyfriend. We're going over to his house. Mm. And in my head, I'm like, we've never met this man. Mm-hmm. And you're taking your children into his house. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the first red flag. And, you know, like he welcomed us with open arms. He like made it very clear. He was like, whatever you need to make you guys comfortable like that's fine and life was okay for the next year my sophomore year was just weird Mm -hmm. but um 20 2020 in in july was when or in august was when my dad had met his new girlfriend Mm -hmm. you know and i was skeptical at first i was like another woman into the house you know i i never like thought my dad would see anybody else i had asked him about it but he was like it's whatever you guys are comfortable with mm-hmm. he let us know that he was talking to people and he had met someone that he really liked um you know they ended up making it official in september and so they'll be celebrating four years 
this year. Um, I love that woman to death. She is like the definition of not a stepmom, but a mom that stepped up. <laughs> She's got two kids, two younger kids, younger than me and my brother. But and they give us a hard time, you know, integrating two different families like we're going to butt heads. Right, <laughs> and yeah. we did. We do <laughs> very, very seriously. Like we love them. But some days you just want to like slam the door in their face. <laughs> but um, they they made each other stronger because hmm. she she had also recently had been divorced in July mm-hmm. and he was a terrible person. So they had both they were both coming from abusive and toxic marriages and you know they vowed to give each other the world. And that's what mm-hmm. exactly what they did. That woman in a way like she saved me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like not to like fantasize that kind of, you know, like try and play it up, but like she really did like she stepped up. Mm-hmm. When my mom came and like took all of her furniture and all of her belongings and all that like my dad was sleeping on a king size mattress on the floor mm-hmm. and she didn't blink an eye. She sat there and she spent the night a couple nights when they had been together for a while and like she didn't, it didn't bother her. Mm-hmm. She loved my dad with everything she had. She got us going to church again. Okay. Um, Is this kind of the first re entering of church? Yes. Into y'all's lives? Okay. This is the first like, healing experience i had with the church um i was kind of skeptical at first i was like oh gee you know another church that you know i'm not really going to want to have anything to do with but it seriously changed after going for the first couple times you know it was it was welcoming um i usually work on the weekends so i can't go every every very very often Mm -hmm. but every now and then i would be off on a sunday and you know, it it's it was so weird because I would feel like the message was meant for me that day. Mm-hmm. And it, it freaked me out. <laughs> yeah. It really freaked yeah. me out, you know, because I still was struggling with faith. And so like, the one day I would be able to go to church, I felt like the preacher was just like talking to me. Mm-hmm. And it freaks you out when you're sit there. You're sitting there in the car afterwards like, what just happened? Like, what's going on? I was still questioning at that time and getting into like junior and senior year of high school, me and my mom just, we completely started to fall apart. Mm-hmm. She became narcissistic. She was mentally abusive, um, emotionally abusive, you know, like she completely had a psychotic break. Mm-hmm. The drugs were getting worse. You know, like I could smell it in the house. If she would like smoke in the garage, it would come up through my window mm-hmm. You know, and he, he didn't really help at all. Like he just kind of let her do whatever she wanted. And she just, she started just to fade away. Like I I didn't really know who my mom was anymore. And, um, like she's a, she was a cool person, you know, like my mom, she's the kind of person where she didn't care what anybody thought. She was going to live the way she wanted to live. She's from, Ca- she's from Cali, by okay. the way. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy girl. But, you know, she just wasn't ready for a family. Mm-hmm. So it just completely derailed her way of life. But um, he, my, my stepdad, 
you know, like he didn't try and fix anything. He didn't try and step in and she would talk smack about my dad to him and he would sit there and he'd ask us and he's like, you know, like I, I hear things about what your mom says, like about your dad. But then I look at you guys and I just can't think that's true because he is raising two amazing kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, like hearing that from someone you barely know, it's like, like, what do you know about us? Yeah. <laughs> How can you tell? Like, who are you to think that? Mm-hmm. Um, so he was just kind of a passive figure almost. Oh, most definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he he was just just you know, there. He was my mom's husband. Yeah. He wasn't my stepdad. He was just my mom's husband. Okay. But junior year in April, I, or no, my senior year in April, I was just kind of done. Mm-hmm. No, it was my junior year. I'm sorry. My junior year, I had made the decision. I was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, she had stopped s- wanting to see us. You know, because my stepdad got arrested that December for getting hyped up on a bunch of drugs and about put my mom in the hospital. You know, and hearing about that, you know, you can't help but think like, well, you made that decision. Like, you know who you married. You know, like, obviously he didn't try and stop her from using. There's nothing going to stop him from using. Mm -hmm. And she fell apart. She didn't know what to do with her life. She was falling apart. And so she just stopped asking to see us. She would like tell my dad, you know, like you're the reason our family fell apart. You know, you're brainwashing my kids. That's why they don't want to see me when that, that wasn't the fact. Right. Him and my, and him and his girlfriend, my stepmom, I consider her my stepmom. Mm-hmm. They tell us, they're like, you can see her if you want to. And I made the decision. I was like, I do not want to see her. I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you just have to do what's best for yourself at one point and it was it was hard you know uh walking away from your mom like that Mm -hmm. because you finally realize what a toxic person she is and that she's not good for you she's not offering anything good for your life you know she's tearing you down she's making you feel bad about yourself Mm -hmm. and so we stopped seeing her but she would still try and text me Mm. You know, and we would have like screaming fights through text messages because she would sit there and, you know, you're almost 18. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you anymore. You're almost an adult, so I'm going to treat you as such. And it's not my fault. Your dad's, you know, the devil, literally, word mm. for word. And I, you know, I'd sit there like crying. And at one point I told her, I was like, all I've ever wanted was an apology from you. Right. <laughs> that's That's all I want. And I got the, you know, I'm sorry, but. Uh. and um my like my dad would tell me he's like i'm not keeping you from her i said i know i'm keeping myself from that and so that summer was hard because i was going through you know some big milestones you know i I had gotten my letter jacket i had gotten my senior ring you know that Mm. following august but my mom wasn't there for any of that Mm -hmm. she wouldn't show up to my concerts you know, I was in orchestra. She never showed up for anything. And that's been since, like, middle school. Yeah. She acted. She would say she missed us. And she would say that she wanted to be part of our lives. But she never made it any kind of effort. Mm-hmm. She would blame it on us that we didn't invite her. But why would I invite you if you're not going to show up? Right. You know, but I was too scared to say that to her face. Because, mm-hmm. 
it's that deep rooted fear you have for someone that's supposed to nurture you and care for you right. but you're terrified of them mm-hmm. and how was your brother through this he he began to change you know you could see it and he's not really one to talk about feelings mm-hmm. he's not really one to like open up about things he is now right better um he's just now getting to the point where he's like i don't want to talk to her anymore mm-hmm. um but you know like all we had was each other mm-hmm. and it was kind of under the table but we uh, both of us knew it like if he needed anything he'd come to me and mm-hmm. i would you know i would talk to him about some things i'm like you know just like here and there but i didn't want him to see mom how i saw her so even. you were still protecting your brother's image yeah. of your mother yeah when there wasn't much to protect right. because you know she's not really hiding anything but mm-hmm. y- it's like instinct like you yeah, can't help still but your mother yeah you know like th- you know that's still our mom and i still say that to our to this day i'm like well that's still my mom right but that's r- that's really all she is is this the person that gave birth to me mm-hmm. but um senior year i was finally able to start letting go mm-hmm. you know i was getting into school spirit stuff you know i was seriously like just going wild i was making friends i was you know living my life <laughs> sadly i was dealing with a pretty bad breakup at the mm-hmm. time you know man like high school breakups <laughs> what they'll do to you <laughs> yeah. but um you know having to go through that like without my mom was hard but you know my stepmom she she showed up mm-hmm. she was there for me and like I'll, I'll never be able to thank her enough for that but um second semester rolls around and i've you know i'm still trying to trying to talk to my mom civilly but it's not working out um you know like she's still complaining that she never sees us and that you know you don't invite me to anything and i'm like well you there's no reason for you to start showing up now (laughs) um and the second semester uh, you know i was i applied to the college i'm at now and i got in and you know like my mom has this grudge against the college i'm at because uh, my dad actually works there Mm -hmm. so she you know wants nothing to do with it um you know so i I wasn't really gonna tell her because she was just gonna be like oh you're only going there because your dad works there and Mm -hmm. she just has this really bad image you know but um i was getting ready you know to do senior pictures and i um had just gotten into a new relationship that march saint patrick's day actually (laughs) (laughs) crazy holiday crazy holiday (laughs) Um, spring break was, you know, amazing. I had my senior picture photo shoot that Wednesday mm-hmm. and, you know, going at, going into the rest of the semester, I was just kind of on cloud nine because, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, new boyfriend, I was getting ready to graduate. I was done with high school. I was done with mm-hmm. high school. I loved the people like my orchestra was my second family, right? but I was so ready to just get out. Mm-hmm. I was terrified, but I was just ready to leave you know and actually having like a date to prom was amazing and it sucks because my mom had always told me she was like oh you know i'll do your makeup for prom we can go dress shopping you know that didn't happen and it sucks it did because that's something me and my mom bonded over was like makeup and fashion and you know she's the reason why i love that stuff 
Mm-hmm. But it was also healing because I was learning to love that stuff without her. Right. And it really kind of helped me develop my self-identity with that. Um, like really coming into my own. And, I've, you know, she didn't show up to my high school graduation. Mm-hmm. Her excuse was, well, I don't want to start anything with them. You know, like didn't want to try and sit on the other side of the stadium. Didn't want to like mm-hmm. even try, you know, right. and I looked at her in the stands and she's a very recognizable person. She's got hot pink hair, you know, like you don't mm-hmm. miss that. And my uncle, he made me a promise years ago before this. He told me he was like, I don't care where I'm at or how long I have to drive. I will be there at your high school graduation. Mm-hmm. And is this your uncle and your mother's or father's? So? He's a family friend. Okay. He's like one of my dad's best friends. That's mm-hmm. my uncle, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's got those people in their <laughs> lives. <laughs> yeah. But three days before my graduation, he made the 24-hour drive on a motorcycle from Florida and showed up for my high school graduation. Mm-hmm. He slept on our couch, but he was there. Mm-hmm. And, like, I wanted to throw it in my mom's face. I'm like, someone who promised me years ago showed up, but you couldn't even drive across town. Right. But it would just cause another fight. But I graduated, and I was scared mm-hmm. for the summer. <laughs> I was really nervous because that meant, you know, like, my childhood was coming to an end. You know, getting ready to face college and, you know, move out of my parents' house. I, I was scared. I I would have breakdowns about it. You know, I was I wasn't ready, like mentally ready. Mm-hmm. But um my parents helped me through that a lot and so did my boyfriend and mm-hmm. he truly is a blessing as well. Um but you know, my 18th birthday was hard cuz you know, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. My mom wasn't there. My dad made it easier though. And you know, it was the time of my life. We went to New Mexico for a week and had a blast, except for the part where I was stung by a hornet. Oh, man. That was <laughs> not fun. Yeah, that'll really ruin a day, huh? Oh, yeah. I <laughs> Man, let, let, let me tell you, we were in Ridosa. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. One of my favorite places in the country. Mm-hmm. And we were at like this like this fun park like if you've been through Riadosa, you've seen it it's like the go-karts and you can like pan for gold there mm-hmm. we did it years ago bit of like a tourist trap there a little bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, most definitely <laughs> those are my favorite spots though it's so. cheap though yeah well you know like we were panning for gold and i felt something like like how you like kind of get flicked and i was like oh you know what's that mm-hmm. i look down and i see something black and yellow but you know, it, it, it was fatter and yeah. it was bigger. And I was like, that wasn't a bee. What is that? And then you can feel the pain shooting up your arm. And I, dude, I felt that all day. Yeah. My shoulder was sore. It was, I cried for like 30 minutes. It was bad. Like you can feel it up into your hand. Ooh. It was bad, but. Um, my nose is firmly scrunched up. That sounds yeah. horrible. It's, it's like it's literally like fire going through your veins Oof. anytime i moved my fingers you could feel it just spreading but i, I am not an outdoors person <laughs> no no neither am i <laughs> neither am i but you know that was what my dad wanted to do it was a surprise for me they were like mm. we're going to Ridosa, and i was like no way cool right <laughs> and um you know like through this whole story and telling it over and over and over again you know like 
when I told my boyfriend about everything that I'd gone through, what I was still going through, like he just kind of looks at me and he's like, are you serious? And I'm mm. like, yeah, like <laughs> these things happen or, you know, like the trauma attached to it that stays with you and like creates who you are, how you react to things, how you behave, you know, you get comfortable with the abuse. Mm-hmm. And it's a sad reality, but it's it was my reality. <laughs> um, you know, like I... I I would say something or like they would make they would be making jokes and I would butt in with something about my mom and like I just they kind of look at me and they're like are you okay and I'm like yeah why wouldn't I be like you know Mm -hmm. this is just my life and they're like that's not good right (laughs) it's like well I don't know how to be anyway else but it was getting ready for move-in that was hard for me Mm -hmm. I bawled my eyes out the night before moving i sat there on the couch with all my stuff packed up behind me in the living room and i was just crying i was i was like i can't do this i'm not ready for this there's no way just on my own you trust me to make adult decisions no way and you know like i went into my parents room and we had all moved together uh we all moved in together november of my senior year mm-hmm. i believe and it was weird it was a weird experience mm-hmm. but it helped us for the better getting out of that house and the dark energy because you could still feel it right you know even after my mom left mm-hmm. you could still feel it and it weighed on us yeah. and the memories are still attached yeah for real you know like mm-hmm. sitting in my bedroom or like sitting in the kitchen sitting in the living room like just like y- you can oh it's like puts a bad taste in your mouth Hmm. and so we moved into the new house it was literally a new beginning right and we were ready to face it head on and it was incredible you know i went to i went to disney world for the first time never thought i was gonna be able to do that but they made it happen we went to our first um nhl hockey game dallas stars Oh, really that's (laughs) that's that's an experience Mm -hmm. you know you're up sat up against the stadium wall like nosebleeds of the nosebleeds Mm -hmm. but it was still incredible Mm -hmm. because they made it happen for us you know like she made things happen my Mm stepmom she brought hope back into my life she brought god back into my life and it was it was the greatest gift i could ask for Mm -hmm. because um you know like i do go to a christian college um and it, it that truly saved my life getting to hear the testimonies of the people around me and how god has worked through their lives and realizing that you know like we're all just people right and we all have our own stories and whew, it's kind of where i got the name god shows up mm-hmm. because <sighs> that night i prayed on my knees years ago you know asked him to show up but he i thought he didn't mm-hmm. but here i am now and he did show up yeah, <laughs> and it's just, it, it was crazy to think about. And like, I was like trying to rework other titles and, you know, see like, Oh, you know, this would be cool. But the second that came into my head, mm-hmm. I was just like, that's it because it's true, you know? And you know, years later, here I am now like living my life involved in sports and I've, I've got amazing friends and, my dad is happy and it's just like i miss my mom Mm -hmm. who wouldn't right (laughs) but 
I'm not ready to let her back in yet. And I, I don't know when I'll be ready. Mm. Hopefully it comes. And, you know, maybe it won't. But, you know, I just, I, I hope she's doing okay. I've talked to my older half-sister, who, we share a mom, but we have different dads. She had her way before she met my dad, but um, I talked to her every now and then, and mm. she'd give me updates on her. And it wasn't good for a while. And she's actually divorcing my stepdad. Um, and she's living on her own. As far as I know, she's in a trailer. <laughs> but, um, you know, maybe this will be the final chance that she gets to right. turn it around for herself, you know. And because yeah, her testimony isn't either isn't over either. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just, just not. like the rest of ours. Sadly, she she doesn't believe in God. Mm. She just is mad at the world. But, you know, I, I hope he starts to show up for her. Mm-hmm. And it's just one thing I've always kept to myself or not kept to myself. But one thing I've always told people is like, it doesn't matter what life you've lived. As long as you're still living it, then you're doing good. Mm-hmm. You know, and, <laughs> you know, it's it's the truth, though, mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter what background you come from. It doesn't matter, you know, who's hurt you and how they've hurt you. Those scars, <laughs> those scars are th- their battle wounds, but the war is not over. Right. And, you know, I'm finally at a point where I can have peace. Mm-hmm. I, I forgive what my mom did. <laughs> know and it was hard Mm -hmm. but you know you can't (laughs) you can't forgive those people just because they expect it you have to forgive them for yourself right to give yourself peace so you can go to bed at night and say like i'm okay even though you might not be be okay it takes self-convincing but um it's one story i'm too comfortable telling and it knocks people's socks off but um yeah that's what is one thing you want people to remember from this if if you're listening and you know you can relate to anything i've said at at any point just know that there are people that love you (laughs) and they care for you and you know, like what I said earlier, it doesn't matter what life you live, as long as you're living it, that that's good enough. All right. Thanks so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. All right. So as we end the show, there's just a couple things that I want to reflect on for a second. Um, part of what she talked about was how hearing other testimonies changed her life. And I think just the exercise of sitting here in this podcast room and listening is Number one, I've noticed that I'm starting to see people or at least the people sitting across from me more as God does. And I think part of the whole thing of the platform, this this whole thing we're attempting is that sharing your story matters so much. We're meant as Christians to live in community and share our burdens. And I'll admit, I felt the weight of that story sometimes, but it's not bad. It's n- never a bad feeling. It's it's a beautiful thing and it's an exercise in seeing other people the way they see, the way that God sees them. 
So thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.